everyone. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. So we've spoken a lot about sex and intimacy on this podcast, but today we're exploring something that may or may not reveal us to be hypocrites, and that is public display of affection, popularly known as PDA. Many people consider it to be unquestioningly annoying, some hate it and want it banned. But why do we feel so strongly about PDA? That's what we're going to unpack today. So first of all, let's ask everybody, where do you stand on this? Do you find PDA annoying or not? Do you think there's anything wrong with it? This is Shishti, your host. Um, and I think there's nothing wrong with PDA, but I never engage in it. So <laughs> that's my <laughs> opening stance. Yeah. Hi, this is Rohita. And same, except I would go further to say that I think there should be more PDA in India. There isn't enough. Like, there should be way more. And I have, like, this really weird voyeuristic curiosity when it comes to PDA because you see so little of it. So, yeah. So, wait, Rohita, you don't do any PDA yourself, but you think there should be more PDA. That's right. <laughs> hey, it's Carla. Um, okay, I'm conflicted on this one because I simultaneously both love and hate PDA. So, I love watching people, like, anonymous people on the street engaged in like lustful activities like a hardcore makeout in the middle of the street and I can watch it for hours but if I have to sit at a dinner table with people who are sucking face and licking each other while I'm trying to have a conversation that I find extremely irritating wow as, as someone who's grown up in India I can't relate to that at all I don't think any you know like it would be the opposite way if somebody does that I'm gonna like probably stand up and clap or something or like watch them manage to do like even so much as give each other like a peck on the cheek without <laughs> without everybody going like oh you know either they'll start teasing them or there'll be like one whole drama so <laughs> that's definitely like unimaginable yeah same i feel like pda is like an adventure sport here and like you'll really you really have to have a lot of um, i think it could be a whole reality show on its own who knows i don't know you know when i first moved to india my husband refused to hold my hand in public because he was like it's different here you can't you can't do like you get basically like we cannot touch in public I definitely agree with that and totally see that. But I think this contradiction around P PDA is sort of global. So should we just play like a quick game and talk about celebrity couples, the context in which we find ourselves unpacking PDA most often and talk about what we find cringe versus what we enjoy and find fascinating, you know, like Carla watching people on the streets. So <laughs> let's throw a few examples. To start off with, what about uh, Sean Mendes and Camilla Cabello back when they were together? Uh, did we find their PDA like fascinating or... Can you tell me what they did? I need the background. Maybe show me a picture. They were kind of like um, walking, like they were joined at the hip all the time. Like they would not, they would kind of like hold each other when they walked everywhere. And they had like an Instagram post where they were just making out very sloppily it was really it was really it was a moment um and i think people were glad they broke up when they broke up because of all this yeah that's the context i mean i'm not very invested in them honestly and i don't think it became as big a thing so i don't really care about them particularly 
Yeah, same. I think I think I didn't care about them either because although it was something that kept coming up and people kept talking about it and being horrified at what they saw, but I felt like there was some element of like deliberate. I don't know. Felt a bit staged. So that I think that's the issue. Yeah. So I think now that I've looked it up, yeah, it looks very graphic. Like you see lots of tongue. And so the issue is like, if you just happened upon this on the street, you might be really into it. But the fact that they like sat there with somebody filming them and posted this on Instagram shows just like a level of deliberateness to kind of like showing off this type of this like performative lust. And I think that's what people found annoying. Yeah, I always, uh, I'm always on the side of the troll asking but who took this photograph <laughs> of this very intimate moment? Because with all couple photos, they're like, there's a lot of intimacy, but you're like, clearly there's somebody who's clicking all of these photographs and staging it from behind. But that takes me to my favorite controversial PDA couple, or should I say couples, uh, which is Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker, who are everybody's favorite PDA couples to hate on, often confused with each other. And one tweet even said, Everything I've learned about Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly has been against my will. So, what are our thoughts on this <laughs> PDA? I find them fascinating. I can't look away from them. And even though it does seem a bit staged and like a little bit part of this whole comeback of the cringe couple thing, I just feel like it's really like I, I don't under I can't fathom how you say things like we drank each other's blood. Uh, in you know announcing your engagement that's just yeah I, I don't find that cringe actually it's like I want to study them I love it too and I'll tell you why so one thing first of all the blood thing annoys me because it's such a clear copycat move of Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton back in the day so like that's not cool come up with your own like weird gross you know thing to prove your love but like don't copy other people so that that I find a bit silly but look I love the like the, the sort of PDA and overt sort of um, sexuality, I guess, that they're putting on display, partially because we never get to see divorced, remarried mothers of two having fun that way and like being sexy that way. And that's great. It's so cool. Right. And so both of these women are getting like a second, you know, they're getting a second or third chance at love, whatever it is. They've got multiple kids. They look incredibly hot. They're behaving like teenagers and like living with like careless abandon the way we normally think divorced men get to do right after they drop their like naggy wife and they get to date somebody younger. And now we're seeing women in their 40s do it. It's fantastic. I totally agree with that. And and I just wonder, like, if somebody was doing this in India, like, I don't know, like, you know, the kind of trolling that Malaika Arora and Arjun Kapoor get for just walking together is is absurd, like about, you know, like making fun of her, all kinds of ageist comments about her and him and their relationship. So I can't even imagine in a context like this, people being OK with that kind of PDA and just chilling out. So that definitely tells us a lot about where society is at. But speaking of Indian couple examples like what about Ranveer and Deepika you know where we see them posing a lot of um like photos with each other which are more intimate and then we always see them in each other's Instagram comments of course Ranveer Singh is always simping over Deepika Padukone and then you know they drop these cute comments on 
each other's posts all the time so what do we think about that i think i find cringe because i feel like ranveer singh has this uh, very cultivated wife guy persona so it's very contrived i feel he's like that's part of his brand he has to be in his wife's dms and put like tongue emojis and heart eye emojis and fire emojis all the time so <laughs> like you think he has an intern basically sitting there and doing <laughs> his commenting for him yeah i, I mean i think that gets to the heart i think of like one of the lines that defines whether we find these couples cringe or not which is like authenticity like does it feel like they're putting it on just for show and it's kind of fake and you don't really buy it or do you really feel like these two people are so into each other that this is just how they exist right and i think like i kind of loved i don't i forget who it was that you said but this idea of like the couple getting snapped by paparazzi but when they're walking down the street they're kind of like just joined you know like at the hip literally right and there's something kind of nice about that if that's just like how they walk cuz that's how they enjoy walking now if it's completely contrived and they've staged it then it doesn't have the same feeling and then after a while it just gets annoying i agree that a lot of it is contrived and you know like you know that it's not them who are necessarily doing the posting but i do feel like ranveer's whole personality of like simping over deepika padukone i actually kind of admire that and i find that cool like i think that's that's because i i think in india again still that's not something that's seen as acceptable you know somebody being like oh my god you're a goddess go get it or like so like really going out there and being like a cheerleader for their partner and to just give you an example someone like virat kohli again sorry i don't know why i do a lot of detailed analysis of this kind of nonsense but the moment like he had a few professional setbacks and he was questioned about his paternity leave and everything you see how his feed gets curated to leave his wife out of the picture in crucial moments you know or to do less of pda because it's not seen as being acceptable because people are like oh you're under your wife's thumb or oh you know you you listen to what she says you take paternity leave to be there for your child's birth so i think in a country like ours it's sad but like ranveer singh simping over deepika padukone is like the kind of contrived pda i want i think it's hot no matter what i don't even care if if the intern did it i don't care cuz he's representing like i just love it i think it's great any man that's like publicly like my woman is a goddess like i worship her i just i'm all over it but yeah i get your apprehensions also rohit i generally find him quite annoying but like in this context i'm i'm all for it um what about then someone like nick jonas and priyanka chopra um in terms of the kind of pda that they do and again if you've noticed like again they put pictures of like making out like whatever or like a kiss which over here again is much more rare for like indian celebrities to put put photos of them like wow i don't even know how to say this without sounding weird it's it's rare for like indian celebrities to put photos like that but then priyanka chopra you'll find her like holy celebrations and they're kissing over there or there's diwali and then there's like a pda pose over there which feels very like um nri hooky like kind of you know hooking the right audience and creating a new kind of display of affection around festivals so i don't know what thoughts are i think you nailed it trishti that she's i think she is like the numero uno offender when it comes to like cringe pda on social media like it cannot get worse i can't think of another celebrity whose pda immediately makes you just want to be like enough already right 
because it because it feels it feels like their two PR teams like sat together at a conference table and like hashed out ideas and ideated about like what the next Instagram post should be. And none of it feels real at all. Yeah. And I also feel like there's this weird cultural thing going on here where I don't know, it feels like um, it's more acceptable to do this kind of PDA now because she's married to a white guy and is living in the US and that's kind of like like you said the NRI thing I don't know like it's just more acceptable and that's like part of the brand image and that's part of the like oh I've I've migrated and assimilated into that culture now that sort of thing so I don't know it, it's it's a bit weird but but then again I think what if that's like a really messed up way of seeing it and if she has more freedom to express her can't believe I'm defending Priyanka Chopra but if she has more freedom to express her um, love and affection for her partner this way then okay as I'm saying it I I disagree with myself sorry (laughs) but you know that brings up an interesting question as we're talking about like defending particular celebrities about like what is it actually that makes PDA cringe versus fascinating right like how much of it has to do with the individuals and and do you think there is a whole idea of how it ties up with norms of beauty and behavior right like for example with um, with someone like Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian and then again Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox a lot of the criticism is around like people don't get how this you know skater boy kind of like that, a person with that aesthetic ends up with like this goddess girlfriend sort of a thing so a lot of people talk about that and like the cringe factor coming from that so I think the cringe is is when it feels like contrived I actually find like the very prim proper sanitized like extremely chaste couples very like cringe because they sort of project this image of like uh, marital bliss and domestic uh, I don't know heaven and it's like a very uh, homogenous kind of pairing it's but with this particular example it's not homogenous it's like two different unlikely people that you wouldn't expect to get together getting together and then just like I don't know creating a splash like colliding with some insane level of energy that you wouldn't expect so that's like actually fascinating to me so I, I I don't know it's like the other way around what people actually find cringe is actually fascinating I think we say cringe when we actually mean we're fascinated by it yeah I also I guess I don't think I've really absorbed this um this like discourse that these two people somehow like don't belong together because he's one type of person and he's and she's some other type of person like I I thought we kind of abandoned that approach to pairing people romantically a long time ago and like who's to say who you like or are attracted I mean that just seems silly no and I think what actually what makes these couples so hot is that maybe they didn't sort of that they don't make sense to us right in that way and like that's kind of cute I love it um and the ones like you said Rohita the ones that are like too expected and too homogenous just come across as they look like they have really boring sex lives frankly if I'm honest. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, we also, we also tend to examine the couples who we're fascinated by, right? Like you will be looking at a Malaika Aurora and an Arjun Kapoor and you will be looking at, um, 
let's say like a Ranveer Singh and a Deepika Padukone much more because of like how they represent a very new kind of idea of coupling versus someone like Meera Rajput and Shahid Kapoor like even if they post a lot of PDA pictures it's almost like yeah it's accepted or like because they are they literally had an arranged marriage and are seen as the epitome of like you know marrying the quote-unquote right person and being the right kind of couple um so I feel like this is sort of low-hanging fruit and this is obvious but the truth is is like if anybody is critiquing somebody like Malaika Aurora Khan it's because they are so uncomfortable with the idea of a woman in her 50s being that overtly sexual and like that hot right and like that just makes people extremely and she's got what like a like a kid who's in his 20s I think right so she's like a mom like a mom of a real adult and yet you know probably teenage boys are incredibly attracted to her right so I think there's something already like culturally very uncomfortable about somebody who we prefer to put in the auntie box being this like you know this this total glamazon like total sex pot um I mean, obviously, I think she's fantastic, but um, but but it seems so clear that like anyone who's not age appropriate for being overtly sexual for people, which I think leaves women in this tiny, tiny little bracket of like, what, 21 to 25, you know, and if you don't fit in there, then somehow it's like inappropriate. But I think to circle back to another aspect, if we move from individuals and talk about another aspect, which is crucial to PDA, it's spaces and <laughs> what spaces we think PDA is acceptable in versus not. Um, and of course, this goes with a big, big disclaimer that in a country like India, there's a lot of policing around PDA. And naturally, I think the first instinct becomes to sort of, um, you know, protect and for, I mean, for all three of us on this podcast, for sure, I'm sure for most slash all of our listeners as well to fight for the right for people to engage in a public display of affection but let's put that aside for a while and think about individual pre preferences say if that wasn't the case right so um what about places of transit like airports stations bus stops are we are we okay with like all different forms of like pda over here in all of these places i want to see more pda in stations and bus stops than i see at airports because because airports just feel gross. At least there could be something slightly romantic about a bus trip or something. I don't know. A train. And airports feel very cliche. And also there's a very, like, I, I guess over here, again, like a very stark class difference about who gets to engage in PDA where. Like, over here, airports, like, I do see people sometimes, once in a blue moon, very rarely. Uh, engaging in PDA at, at airports but never at like train stations and bus stops even though like the separations in those places are also also equally intense but then people don't get to do it so I want to see more over there I think it depends on what the PDA is like very much depends so if people are giving each other like a really tender like long embrace because they're saying goodbye at one of these points of transit I think that's beautiful and I would like want to watch it but then I would also want to give them privacy you know but I would want to see that and like you know whispers and like little like kisses goodbye kind of a thing that would be super sweet no but again if you were like checking in to your indigo flight and two people were standing in the check-in line like just like licking each other and sucking on each other's faces and, you know, noses and lips, you'd be like, this is disgusting and I don't want to watch this, no? 
I mean, I'm okay with whatever. You're like, okay with licking face in the check-in line? Yeah, yeah. As long as my it's not my face being licked without my consent, <laughs> I'm fine with face licking. And as long as there's no spillage in my direction, <laughs> it's fine. Again, like if you have the guts to do it in India, I'm just like, wow, kudos to you. You are like a hero. Um, okay, what about movie theaters? When a couple is sitting next to you, you're very invested in the film. <laughs> and you have a couple sitting next to you, passionately smooching, if not more. Disgusting. I'm judging this. Disgusting. Although I do recognize the fact that movie theaters are, are I guess, like convenient spaces for a lot of people because they're dark and have some element of privacy for people who don't have anywhere else to I don't know <laughs> get intimate but but I yeah I, I just want to watch my movie man like no just don't do it during a good film I mean like 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 you said I understand why it's one of the few spaces where people can do things but like just just go to an empty hall or like make sure it's a bad film because if it's a good film and the couple is sitting next to me i think i would also because and this is gonna sound very creepy but like it's not because i have anything against this couple per se but because it's such a rare sighting in india i kind of treat it like i'm at a zoo and i'm like looking at zoo animals so i'm like i don't know where where to concentrate like is it this couple or is it the movie and then if the movie is particularly good then i'll yeah it's it's distracting because I'm fascinated by people who who do this. You see it so rarely, that's why. So you're just going to find Rohita and Carla like picking up some popcorn and like <laughs> looking at like uh, both the anthropologists sort of just looking very closely yeah. at... David Attenborough uh, narration in the background. <laughs> okay, what about parks? Because huh, there's a lot of recreation at parks in India. <laughs> uh, intimate recreation, sorry for that horrible joke. But it's a huge thing for people to engage in PD in parks. And I really love it. Like, I really, really fully, like, 100% support this because parks are usually, they were usually these very, like, family values and you go with your parents and grandparents and uncles and aunts and children and nieces and nephews to have, like, a, like a chaste time with your family. But then it's kind of been reclaimed uh, completely, like completely taken over by young people who who just want the space to be with each other, to just meet and then maybe, like, be just be close to one another. You don't even have to. I don't know, like, not even to do anything per se, but you know, to kind of uh, engage in things that families, like good families, would frown upon. So I really like that parks in particular are completely taken over by this. It's it's super subversive I think okay at the risk of sounding somewhat moralistic let me let me say I think it I might have an issue with it depending on how far the PDA goes right so I completely love the idea of an open space where you know in this in this ideal world, right, where you've got all these like picnic blankets and people are out on a Sunday afternoon enjoying each other's company and you have families with young children and then you also have couples who are just like 
laying in each other's arms and like chatting and, you know, like touching in open, in open air in public. But if I were having said picnic with my children and the people on the next blanket were going further than just like laying around in each other's arms chatting, like substantially further, I would be really upset. That's a really great point about PDA and that brings up this really interesting idea of like what's appropriate and I think a lot of the thing about or the anxieties around public spaces comes from the fact that there are a lot of people for whom this might not be appropriate right like especially for maybe children who this is not the way that you'd want them to be introduced to certain things or it might end up feeling like an environment that's a bit unsafe um, if there are certain kinds of PDA. So is there do you think we can we can then come up with something about like which are the spaces where it's okay versus not okay depending on this idea of what is appropriate and where does it go so that it doesn't become a justification for you know a lot of the times extreme right-wing organizations will also say it is inappropriate and it is against our culture to you know kiss or like do something like that and therefore you should not do it so how do we kind of draw the line and make that distinction i actually think there shouldn't be any line and that's kind of like a I guess controversial take but I really don't like it's better to not have any lines at all than to have some lines and have like you know especially like because we we live in a country like the one we do live in and we see the the costs of engaging even in a little bit of intimacy in public it's just better to have no lines about this at all than to have any kind of line that some authority or person in power can exploit and abuse and harass you for uh, based on some kind of moralistic norms. And that's why I really love parks. I don't know. I, I have a really particularly soft spot for them in India because you see a lot of couples who uh, don't necessarily come from super like privileged backgrounds and they might be people who may not even be allowed to chat on the phone in their homes they won't have privacy in their houses the girls may not even have a mobile phone something like that you know but they come to a park and there there is complete privacy and everyone else around them is also minding their own business so it's kind of like everyone has their private space in public which is super mind-blowing and i really love what happens there okay can i tell you what i also love you know how people bring their motorbikes, like couples bring motorbikes to those, to certain like areas where there's like an overpass or like a section on the highway that's sea facing. And you'll see like a row of like 10 or 15 bikes all parked in a row and couples who are seated together, either sitting like facing each other on the back of the bike or sitting facing the ocean together. And it's one of my favorite things to drive past those and like watch these people who clearly have like found this spot because it's the only one that they can find to just be together. It's totally heartwarming. So I know what you mean, Rohit, that's like the road equivalent of the park. Yeah, and you know, like, I guess a contrast to that would be like bars and pubs and like relatively more uh, like spaces where frequented by more privileged people I don't like necessarily find PDA over there like I, you see it a lot but I don't find PDA over there like super enduring or anything it's just annoying like drunk people <laughs> doing stuff so like I, f I feel like those two are good like they're a good contrast because in parks I really I find it super like 
subversive resisting like family norms and the state and everything in, in bars it's just like yeah whatever what do you think Carla about like is there a way to draw that line without it playing into like conservative rhetoric around hey there should be a line at like all kinds of PDA no I think it's really tough I think it's really tough because everybody's comfort level, even within the same culture, like even within a relatively homogenous culture, everyone's personal line is quite different. And then also in these public spaces, where are these boundaries, right? So I think we may all agree on what should happen like inside of a children's playground that's public, right? Like within the playground. But what about 20 feet outside of the playground visible from there, right? And should those children and their needs get to dictate what people do outside of that. I don't know. I think it's very, very complicated because I see even among people who I have talked to about this who have relatively similar sort of like political views and open-mindedness about this issue, very divergent opinions. I have a question though, and I don't know if it's going to sound horrible to ask, but what exactly is wrong with um, children... Have, like, I don't know, like a couple who is doing something further than maybe making out, falling within the line of sight of children. Like if there's an adult around to explain that this is, these are two consensual adults who are doing this thing, which we will learn about later. I don't know, like, is there something, <laughs> is there something super wrong about that? I don't know. I don't think it's wrong, but I do think that there's like, an age-appropriate way to introduce this. And it's not, like, having this conversation with a four-year-old is not, does not make sense. But also, like, public space is public space and it belongs to everybody. So that's my argument about why there should be no line at all and people should be free to do whatever they want. Like, if someone's doing something that's making you uncomfortable then it's the space to move elsewhere or just like turn around and not look. I don't know. I mean, just to to respond to Rohita's point and take it to like an extreme, right? If people were to say, I would like to engage in self-PDA in parks, like would you be okay with hanging out at a park with your friend, having a picnic and having 10 men sitting around you masturbating and being like, what? It's a public park. I should be allowed to do whatever I want. I mean, there's a limit to this notion of like, people should behave however they want in public spaces. Yeah, that's, okay, you got me there. Uh, Because yeah, that's definitely super uncomfortable and unfortunately like a common experience also for a lot of people and that's like what you said is literally the justification that a lot of people use that it's public space and here like even if it's not like uh 10 men doing that like there's always men using the walls and like any kind of public space to to urinate which is equally like just you know and it's not yeah, the entitlement that men have over public space is a like brings in a gendered dimension to this whole conversation. But I guess I was just talking about like couples in some kind of a romantic and sexual 
relationship with each other and needing a space to express that but you know as as we're having this heated discussion and i love the extreme examples we're throwing at each other but what do you think about this idea of like public right i think it's coming down to us talking about what public space really means and what kind of access it's supposed to give you as someone who's a part of that public space right so i think one on the one hand you feel like okay it's a space where children should feel safe it's a space where you shouldn't feel like somebody's masturbating and is potentially kind of you know harassing you by by looking at you while masturbating or making you uncomfortable in certain ways and on the other hand there's also like how especially in a country like india there is very little private space so this these are some of the few spaces where you can actually be with a partner explore your sexuality you know express your affection in ways that you can't at home so i don't know if there's any way in which you know we can kind of actually think about what does it mean to create a public space which is inclusive and a space where affection can be expressed in a way that's agreeable to everyone <laughs> i think yeah like public space is a reflection of um like a particular culture right like what we see in public is what is 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 holds up a mirror to what the culture around gender norms and inequalities are like so um there are people who argue about like why pda is so uh such a taboo in india and there's so much anxiety around pda is actually anxiety about women's bodies in particular uh because it kind of represents women stepping away from the traditional role within the private sphere uh you know in correct relationships and you know go stepping out into a sphere which is predominantly supposed to be for men and so that way public space represents danger because it means that you can easily come into contact with somebody from another caste or class or religion or you know yeah it's like and then that's that's going to be dishonor for the family because women represent the family's honor and then when that happens so it's it all boils down to that and this is something that samira khan who co-authored uh, why loiter has also said um and yeah it ultimately boils down to the kind of to the way that we treat women and um the culture around women's honor and bodies Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, on that note, may this podcast inspire you also to engage in more PDA and uh, yeah, maybe think through what exactly it is that makes us uncomfortable with PDA and who the public is really for. This podcast is brought to you by TS Studios. The production company that brings the Swaddle's creative point of view to original podcasts and films. 